neutral corner. In the neutral corner. Welcome, you're in the neutral corner. So, we just wrapped up a uh, UFC fight night, Vera versus Sandhagen. Um, again, I've been uh, down this week with the, the flu of some sort, so I didn't uh, get a chance to make a preview of this. Um, I will try to be better about that in the future going forward, of having previews of, you know, interesting fights like this one. Um... But I'm just going to get right into it. This one didn't turn out the way that I thought it would. Um, I thought it would be more of a bloodbath than the chess battle it was. Not that I'm complaining. Um, it is very interesting to see two violent styles uh, clash and, and seeing what happens and who adjusts what. Um, and, you know, it, it seemed like Vera just, you know, couldn't get going no matter what, and I know that he's a notoriously slow starter, and I know that, you know, he really just kind of bides his time, bides his time, and picks his shots, but um, kind of like I said last week about Leon Edwards, I, I feel like Corey Sandhagen really showcased what it is to be a complete martial artist, mixing in the takedowns so beautifully with the striking, the timing, the switching of the stances, um, the movement, and then him not having to be set, you know, uh, to deliver strikes. And not everything has to be as hard as you throw it, you know, or as hard, you know, you don't have to throw it as hard as you can. And he understands that. And he used movement to give Vera a difficult time to be able to, you know, track him down. And you know, combination punches are really what win fights. It's setting up the punches in order to land them or, or kicks. Um, and, and Vera just wasn't able to do that. He was only able to throw one or two shots at a time because the movement of Sandhagen was doing such a good job. And then any time he would try to load up on a punch or commit or come in a little heavy, Sandhagen would shoot. And in the early, the first two rounds... You know, we saw him, what happens if he can get him down. I mean, he just keeps him there. And, you know, um, the last few episodes I've gone about saying and complaining about takedowns and what you do with them and what matters. The first round could have been a 10-8, to be completely honest, with the way that he controlled him and just dominated. And, you know, there were many fights tonight that were full of great ground and pound great strikes and that's not something you see all the time in the UFC anymore is good ground and pound and uh, tonight we got a lot of that and Sanhagen was just delivering tons of damage and even though it didn't look like it on the face of Vera he was and it, now Vera was blocking a lot of them don't get me wrong but Corey was doing an excellent job and uh you know that that's pretty much the story of that fight I did not expect it to go that way. I expected Vera to uh, to get it done in the later rounds. Not that I really had a dog in this fight. Um, they're just both really exciting guys to watch. And um, the momentum had been with Vera as of late. But, you know, this is why I don't bet, <laughs> guys. Because anytime I pick a guy other than John Jones, they don't seem to be winning. Um, but the title shot's next for Sanhagen. There's no doubt. I mean... There's no doubt. 
Uh, I know that Cejudo is supposed to be fighting Aljo, but Sanhagen gets that next shot. There's no doubt in my mind because, truthfully, you can look at his record and say what you want, but in my opinion, he beat TJ Dillashaw. I think Dillashaw was awarded that decision. And speaking of decisions, they tried to rob him tonight. You know, they gave a split decision victory to Vera when I didn't I didn't have Marlon win in a single round. You know, not really. Maybe, I mean, maybe the third round, but not, not really. I mean, Corey Sanhagen controlled everything the whole time. Um, so those are, that's my thoughts on that. You know, what, what does Marlon Vera do from here? You know, you got to rematch Sean O'Malley. You know, I don't think, uh, I don't think that O'Malley needs a title shot because I don't think he beat Piotr Jan. So, you know, there, <clears throat> there's a lot, there's a lot that could go on, but I think that the best matchup is, is rematch Sean O'Malley and Cheeto and then have Corey Sanhagen fight for the belt next. The co-main event was um, Holly Holm fighting, uh, uh, I don't know what's her first name, but Santos. Holly Holm fighting Santos there. And, you know, I was funny because I was telling my girlfriend earlier that Holly Holm, as popular as she is, is kind of a boring fighter. You know, she's, you know, kind of a boring fighter. <laughs> and, um, I'm not even trying to be mean, it's just kind of how it is, but not tonight, you know, this is the most aggressive I've ever seen Holly come out, and she came out with the fire under her, and she came out uh, pushing the, um, pushing the pace, shooting for takedowns, and again, landing great, great ground and pound, it was awesome, it was awesome to watch, it was like watching old style UFC back in the early in mid 2000s and people just beating the hell out of each other on the ground it was fantastic and there was elbows and and just all sorts of um fun types of you know strikes and um I loved it I loved it a lot um not much else to say about it it was pretty dominant uh, obviously she needs to fight for the title next I don't know really um, how deep the Bantamweight division and women's division goes. So I think it's really just have her crack at the title again. She's ranked number three. Uh, you know, it's up, upwards for her. Um, I don't really have a whole lot going on for the other ones, other than, you know, the decision, uh, Macy Barber, you know, the decision, you know, I, the decision in MMA is, the judging is, is crazy, and it's actually not just MMA. I'll get to that later. But, uh, you know, Macy Barber, I didn't feel like she won the, th the second or the third round. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, just like in the main event, how, how one of the judges had Cheeto winning, and, you know, one of the judges had Cheeto losing every round, and that's how I had it. And then two, you know, it's just like, what kind of... You know, <laughs> Like how how do how do you get so many such vastly different you know uh, uh, views of a fight from three different angles you know it, it's it's crazy to me um, but yeah no I I didn't think Macy did enough to win the fight um, you know she had more she had more total strikes but it you know it's the takedowns it's the control it's you know it's 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 <sighs> 
you know, they say that the UFC doesn't control the judges, but it's just interesting that it seems to be the favorites that the UFC are backing, the ones that they're pushing, always seem to get the nod on the decisions, you know. Um, I don't really have much else to say about most of these. There was one in the prelims, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vagara versus Lacerda. Dude, that fight, amazing. Okay, uh, Vagara gets kicked in his face in the in the first round. And literally for, I mean, at least half the round was running away from his opponent. Back turned, running away from his opponent. It was comical. I mean, extremely comical. And then comes back to TKO the guy in the next round uh, via vicious ground and pound. Elbows, elbows, elbows. Tonight, like I said, was a fantastic night for ground and pound. It was super, super impressive. Um, overall, good good night of fights. Um, really, you know, uh, just kind of happy with the last few cars the last few weeks because, you know, the UFC is known to stack some cars really top heavy, but the the quality of the fights here lately have been really good. Um, so I also watched the, uh, <clears throat> the boxing matches this evening, Caleb Plant versus David Benavidez and, um, the undercard fights, which again were fantastic. It was just a fantastic night of fights all the way around. Um, got a lot of stoppages in the undercard, but there was one fight that was a 10 round battle and, uh, <laughs> The, the judges, I mean, I have no clue what fight they were watching, but they robbed this poor young man. And, I mean, I mean, robbed him blind. It was it was awful. One of the worst decisions. Even the commentators were just, like, pissed off, yelling and hollering in the, in the microphones at the end. It was pretty crazy. Um, but, you know, the judging, I mean, these are people's livelihoods, their careers. And in boxing... Not so much. It, it It is, yes, because a loss hurts a fighter very much so. But in MMA, especially because, you know, you got win and you got win bonuses, you know, and, and just because you are a piss poor judge, you're, you're taking away a guy's win bonus. You're taking away food out of his kid's mouth. That's crazy. It's crazy to me. It's crazy to me that these judges aren't held accountable either. It's just like, oops, that's a shit judge. All right, well, come back on the next one. Like, what? No, these guys should be held accountable. Like, they should be able to have a record to go back and see, like, oh, this person has had six controversial decisions um, where no one else agreed with him. You know, this guy needs to be fined or this guy needs to be, you know, reevaluated, you know, something. But it is what it is, you know. It's 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 been a problem for a long time, and it's not going to change anytime soon. And, uh... David Benavidez and Caleb Plant fight. It was an interesting fight. And Benavidez started out slow, as he always does. But, man, did he pick up the pace. Did he pick up the pace and beat the shit out of Caleb Plant by the end? I mean, by the 12th round, Caleb's face looked like he had just went dough face first in a strawberry patch. I mean, dude, swollen, bloody, all. And, and then David looked like he just took a walk in a park. I mean, it's crazy. He went 12 rounds, barely had a mark on his face. There's levels to this game. Levels. And that's the next guy for Canelo to fight. David and Canelo, that's the one. That's the one. Those two are on, on you know, I mean, Canelo's at this point now where 
he's proven everything he's need to prove in my opinion and if he wants to continue fighting this is the fight next now you got to prove that you're you know the fighting champ which he i mean he has but you know this is this is the fight to make next is him and canelo there's no doubt no doubt um so yeah, I know I just brushed, you know, brushed through those, but there's kind of a lot I want to cram in here in a little amount of time. Um, I'm getting ready to go out of town to go to Milwaukee to set the ring up for the uh, Game Bread Boxing uh, with Roy Jones Jr. and Anthony Pettis, uh, Jose Aldo fighting um, Jeremy Stevens, Vitor Belfort fighting Jacare Souza, uh, Dylan Kleckler, Josh Burns. Uh, Devin Cushing's on there, Cade Howell's on there, so, you know, it's going to be an exciting event, it's going to be in the, you know, Milwaukee Bucks arena, so, like, that's going to be so cool, you know, it's going to be one of the coolest experiences, I'm really, really looking forward to getting some interviews with some of these guys, any fighter, really, but it will be great, I'm going to take my time on the plane, and things like that to really try to be producing content for you guys, whether it just be clips or reels or whatever, whatever the case may be. And I'm really, really looking forward to trying to do that for you guys and getting you some good quality content. Um, You know, we've gone over what I think about the fights. Uh, Roy and Anthony, you know, Anthony's training hard. Anthony's looking really good. He's walking around like 200 pounds. The man's got six pack at 200 pounds. He's He's fast, he's explosive, he's flashy. Roy, you know, he's the old veteran. He's the he's the uh, old dog. It's his yard, you know, and he knows where all the, you know, all the booby traps are. So it's going to be an interesting fight. Um, we all know that Father Time is undefeated, but, you know, it, it, experience is a hard thing to beat as well. And pure boxing, you know, I really think that you know, people are sleeping on Roy. I think that they don't realize he's still, you know, he's still got something. He's 50. He's in his 50s, but, you know, Roy's still got it. And, um, you know, the Aldo-Jeremy Stevens fight, I think that one's probably going to steal the show. You know, those two guys have fought before. Those two guys are fireworks. Uh, but then again, I don't know, Vitor Belfort, man, I'm not sure about Jacare's boxing skills, but I know Vitor's always exciting, so that's going to be interesting, I'm, I'm just, I'm super excited, you know, Dylan Kleckler, we, we've had an interview with him, we've talked about him, we, we know where I stand on that, and how I think he's going to shut, you know, Josh Burns' lights out that night, um, Devin Cushing, you know, he's, he's going to, uh, improve his record and stay and remain undefeated and uh he's got a tough task in front of him but again uh kid's talented kid's smart i know that he's got you know uh i know that he's got it mapped out i know his game plan is flawless he's going to get behind that jab and he's going to make this guy pay with any counter shots that he can and uh same with cade cade howell he's coming in he's going to represent pensacola as well um i I just, uh, I'm really excited for Pensacola to go up to Milwaukee and show out and show everybody what, you know, what we got down here. And um, there's a bunch of other fights too, man. There's Pearl Gonzalez is fighting. Paul Daly is fighting. Um, There's, I mean, there's just a, 
It's just going to be a great event. And I, I'm sure there's going to be no shortage of celebrities there. Again, if I could get, you know, if I could get an interview with just a celebrity in attendance, that would be amazing. So um, I'm really excited about that. Really, really excited about that. So, um, you know, honestly, not a whole lot else going on. Um, John Jones, Steve Amiotic, that one got announced. As it gets closer, that one got announced for like July. So as that gets closer, I'll do my whole preview on that. But we already know that I'm going to go with John Jones. And pretty much, you know why. He's the GOAT. He's 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 just a calculator. He's a supercomputer. He's basically the Floyd Mayweather of MMA. You know, that one loss doesn't mean shit. You watch the fight. That's not a, that's not, it's not an accurate, you know, it's not an accurate uh, description or depiction of that fight at all. So, um, anyways, possible fight news on the horizon for me. Stay tuned. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Um, super excited about that. So, thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you guys so much. Don't forget, like, share, subscribe. It's in the neutral corner on Instagram and Facebook. Silly Sci Guy on YouTube. In the neutral corner on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everywhere that podcasts are, I am there. Thank you guys so much. Godspeed.